Hey, hey, my name is Kirsten Galfan, and I'm so glad you're here. We'll be chatting and getting pumped up about how to make your life better and healthier, and sometimes easier and more fun too, right? I get to coach and train people like you almost every day, and we bring the fun, accountability, and results to where you're at right now. We'll be here weekly with a fun and crazy mix of inspiration and application, incredible guests, and your quick Friday victory lap. You are here at the Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast, Katie. Thank you for being here. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me again. Yay. So if you haven't (laughs) listened to the other episodes, definitely go back after this one and listen. Uh, Look for the episodes that include Katie Larson. There were some awesome, awesome things, and I got tons of great feedback from those. So I'm excited to have you back for that reason. And we have been friends since what, junior high or Oh, yeah, at least. Earlier. I would say seventh, I probably seventh grade for sure. Okay. Um, because of basketball, but yeah. maybe before that, maybe sixth yeah. grade. I yeah. think so. Okay, cool. So, um, we are going to just jump right into it, but before we do, I have, well, I have a loaded question for you in a second, but the easy question is I want you to tell everyone or remind everyone what those initials behind your name, um, for work related things, what they mean. So tell us. Sure. So, um, PT, I'm a DPT. So the PT stands for physical therapy, uh, or physical therapist, I guess. And then the DPT is a doctorate of physical therapy. So, um, in order to practice as a physical therapist, I don't, the year specific year doesn't really matter, but it was like 15 years ago. Uh, that gives you an idea how long ago I started grad school. Um, (laughs) it, switched over to a doctorate program. So prior to that, you had to graduate with your master's in order to practice physical therapy. And then it changed um, to be a clinical doctorate. And essentially what that did was it allowed uh, physical therapists to see patients through what's called direct access, meaning you do not necessarily need a referral um, to see physical therapy unless your insurance were to dictate that. So that's the, that's, kind of the caveat there. So, um, you know, just like you would see any other specialist, like an orthopedic or a neurologist or a dermatologist, sometimes you need a referral and sometimes you don't depending on your insurance. Right. So same idea. So the doctorate allowed us to just better, uh, triage patients and understand kind of some of those red flag problems that we might be seeing in case there was a a situation where physical therapy was not appropriate and we needed instead Mm -hmm. to send somebody to the appropriate spot. So, so I do have my doctorate. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. Larson, here you are. I love that. Okay. Another one of our friends, we won't say her last name because we didn't ask, but um, both Katie and our friend Courtney married with the same first initial last name, like your initials stayed the same. (laughs) Yeah, they totally did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was real easy that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, also we were just chatting the the other week and I learned that you, I mean, you, as a physical therapist, you can do all the things physical therapists do as well as you kind of really hone in on a couple specialties. Will you just tell us quickly what those are? 
Yeah. So I have a specialization, a special specialized certification, I should say, in uh, treatment of spine using okay. what's called the McKinsey method or MDT. And so I actually, there's a, you can take the courses and, and so there's clinicians out there practicing who have taken um, one or more of the classes, and then you can go through with the certification exam. And so one of the clinics that I worked at um, wanted all their spine therapists to be certified. So I ended up getting certified uh, at that, with that oh. job. Yeah. And then I also have a specialty in neurology, neurology or neurological conditions that there is a certification exam for that I may or may not sit for in my career. Um, it's a board certified exam. So it's not like a medical board certified exam, but that would be the most kind of the best comparison. So you could become board certified in physical therapy in neurology. Um, but I don't know if I will do that or not. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I have a lot of experience working with neurologic diagnoses. So right. Right. it's a specialty from experience, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So um, I want to ask the loaded big question right out the gate, and then we can dive in to, we can use me as a case study and I won't name any names, but I mean, just in the last two weeks, I have, you know, talk to people that are struggling with setbacks in a physical way. Right. And so they're kind of on the other side of it. They've done all the things, um, to get clear, to exercise, but they're still really struggling, uh, with all that's involved with a setback. So the big question is how to move forward after a physical setback? That's the big question, but I would love to dive in to specifics. But if someone is like coming to you, um, what are the first things you think of is like the, here's, they're struggling with some kind of physical setback and like, what are some things we need to consider or support? We can start to line up just broadly now. Okay. So the broad answer is anytime you're coming back from any type of physical setback, whether it's after surgery an injury, after you had a baby, um, I mean, that's a big one too, that we can talk about that would actually be a really good example. Um, but kind of in general, you really need to think about graded return to exercise, not, or activity. I mean, it doesn't, it can even be cleaning your house. It doesn't even have to be running a marathon. So Anytime you have these physical setbacks, you need to think about starting back from square one and not in the sense that, you know, in a negative way that, oh, look at how far back you have to go and how far forward you need to go, but Mm -hmm. literally to help you meet your goal, you have to go back to the basics um, and build back up. And the benefit to doing that is that you actually can reach your goal faster then if you try to start in the middle or go back to what you were used to, because more than likely you're going to end up re-injuring yourself or causing harm or, or just needing more days to recover. And then it takes longer to get there. Right. So, so not overdoing it, I guess would be the yeah. best descriptor yeah. or term. I love uh, that you said graded. And I think of like steps, basically, like, yes. that's what I pictured, like the foundation level. And then yep. steps up. Uh, I just said 
to like a really high performing individual. She just like did this huge presentation, you know, so her personality is very like, go, go, go. She wants to, um, you know, get back to where she was before she keeps on saying to me. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so she, what I said to her the other day, because she was wanting to skip a few steps in my opinion of, you know, what's gonna, I said, we want to keep you in the game. I just said her name. We want to keep you in the game. So think about it. If we're sitting out of the game, that's like our life, right? Activity movement, like our bodies are made to move. We, you know, we're, that is additional, like let's stay in the game. And so graded, like you said, it's going to take you longer to reach your goals if you're sitting out or have these like backsliding. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. 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 I, I like the idea of backsliding, but I think a lot of times, and I'm, I mean, I've struggled with this too, um, after I've had babies or injuries, mm-hmm. um, just not being able to get back out and go for a five mile run, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. you really have to like, okay, I want to run. I might need to run and walk, or I might yeah. need to just do a 20 minute run at a really slow pace in order to get back to running. Um, so I'm using myself as an example, but even thinking about housework, like I work with um, a lot of patients where I have to be like, yeah, ideally you clean your whole house in a day, but we need to break up those tasks and do one task a day. Um, so that you're not overdoing it. So really breaking down the task so that you can build up back to what you need to be able to do. And unfortunately, because our bodies are all different, that's going to look really different for people. Right. Mm and not how you want it to usually right, right. <laughs> your ideal right. or what your perception of getting back is probably yeah. going to be different than what the reality is. So I guess yeah. having realistic expectations would be the other thing I would, um, encourage people to think about and not give up, you know, it's not, yeah. a Oh, you'll up. never get back to what you want to do, but just realistic. Yeah. And okay. So we want to build something better because when you think about it, even though sometimes like, I'm sure you have people saying this to every day as well as like, I want to, and then they reference a past thing. Mm-hmm. And so what I have kind of been trying to coach people on is like, guess what? I don't want you to go back to that person. Cause let's build something better. Like let's, evolve oh, yeah. and let's build something better now. Um, so I loved your example. Let's get in the weeds a teeny bit more with pregnancy. And then we can, I want to get into after injury or we can do my setback to get really specific and give people examples of, you know, how we can move forward. Okay. So with pregnancy, where do you want to start? Like what, how can you, well, I think, um, okay, let's just start with what pregnancy is. So pregnancy is really great. And pregnancy is also extremely taxing on your body, no matter how active you are, how in shape you are, it's still a trauma, right? It's a trauma to the muscles. It's a trauma to the ligaments. It's a trauma to your whole entire pelvic area Mm -hmm. and your body needs to recover and heal from it. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's certain situations where you get really specific instructions from your doctor because of what's happened, um, that, you know, whether it's bed rest or, um, 
you know, modify modification, activity modification, excuse me, that was what I was looking for, that you just need to not do certain things, not walk, not carry, not whatever. And then there's the rest of the people. And I was probably one of these where I needed those instructions because I just thought, oh, okay, the baby's out now. Guess I guess I can yeah. do what I need to. Or you go right. to your, what is it? Your four or six week checkup yeah. and your doctor's like, you're good. And you yeah. go to back to what you were trying, you did before. And you're like, no, 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 I'm not good. <laughs> this is not good. Um, <laughs> I'm actually not good. <laughs> yeah. So like everything went normal for me. I didn't really have, you know, I don't want to get into details because right. lots of different groups of people, but basically my, my pregnancies and the whole delivery thing went very smoothly. So, but I still, my body still needed time to recover and heal. And there's a certain period of time where you can't do certain things. Like you can't work on core strengthening. Your muscles aren't even in the right position. You know, they're all stretched out and elongated. All of that needs to come back together. So I think, um, you know, there's not a great answer. Again, some people can go back to running four weeks after they have a baby and some people might need to wait nine months, um, in order to have it be healthy and to not cause trauma to other parts of your body while certain parts aren't working right. And so how, then how do you take this really generalized thing and make it specific for people? And this is the challenge with any injury, right? But I think it's just being aware of your body and taking little bites. So, okay. If I'm six weeks from having a baby and my goal is to run again, I need to start really small. Can I run for 10 minutes? instead of three miles, like I probably tried to do yeah, uh, straight yeah. out of the gates while pushing a baby in a stroller. I mean, that's right, very right. physically demanding. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so she's like, um, let me add some resistance, like pulling or pushing a sled uh, <laughs> that contains a human. Exactly. So, right. um, okay. So like so, listen, uh, awareness, listening to your body, taking, like knowing what your goal is and having like honoring that this is, this is my goal. And then getting support with the little baby steps. Exactly. And I think yeah. acknowledging to what happened to your body. I think that's really mm-hmm. important. Like, I think yeah. I just was like, oh, people do this all the time, which is true. So right. normalizing things can be really healthy too, yeah. but acknowledging that it doesn't mean that my body doesn't need time to heal. So mm-hmm. everybody's body needs time to heal and just taking care of that, like walking instead of running, for example, and doing postpartum based exercises instead of a intense kickboxing class or something like that, you know? Yeah. I like it. Um, so when you were talking, I remember what you said to me. So I had a setback, a flare up is what they tell me to call it (laughs) on my back. But basically, um, extreme lower back pain where it's like, I'm used to being able to do all the things I do. And basically, you know, asking my body to do whatever. And it's like, cool, Kears, go ahead, do your thing until it's not right. And so, you know, I couldn't even walk. And of course I, you know, met with my spinal doctor and talked to Katie too. Like I'm doing all the things of you know, checking of what's actually going on, got MRI, things like that. But one thing that you said to me that just reminded me when you were talking about, um, well, two things you just said in relation to pregnancy type of physical 
boundaries after pregnancy is you said, one, you said, do something different, right? So Mm -hmm. I was going into investigation mode with wanting to ask the spinal doctor after she saw my MRI of like what I can and can't do. Right. And so you said to me, I said, I noticed extension of my spine or loaded flexion, you know, it, it adds a little stress when on my back right now in this current state. And you said to me, you know, Kirsten, and you explained different things about, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is what I would say to a client. Like if a certain exercise is causing me maybe to be more vulnerable to a flare up, let's choose a different exercise and bonus points that, Hey, I could even work the same muscle group. So for example, if Mm -hmm. I can't do Superman right now, my body's not like in Superman, I could work the same muscle group and neutral spine and do cross gap and still hitting the same muscles. And so choosing a different exercise and bonus points, if like, it's important to look at the whole body and the whole person, but I want to still be able to work my spine and my posterior chain in that way mm-hmm. and honor my body and where it's at. So I can do a cross cat. No problem. When my body is not loving Superman right now. Exactly. Uh, so you have something to say on that? Well, I think it's, yeah. And that's something yeah. I try to do with my patients too, is if, especially if there's certain exercise routines or exercise programs, they want to get back to, you know, Hey, here's an exercise, you know, and that's what we do in physical therapy, right? Is I give my patients exercise. <laughs> and so I'll use yeah, you those give homework. exercise. Yeah. You get homework. Um, <laughs> I'll use those exercises. Hey, when you're doing this, you know, whatever workout that you typically like to do, you really enjoy, but you are doing an exercise and you know, your body doesn't like it. Or we've talked about, Hey, you need to not do that exercise. Yeah. Sub in some of the ones that I give you. Yeah. Or sub in an exercise that you know is safe. And, you know, yeah. probably a lot of the people that do your classes too, Kirsten, you guys, not every class is the same. And right. so they can pull on some of the other exercises that they've done in other classes and just swap those in. And I think that's really important to be really hyper body aware of what your body needs, what your body can tolerate, and then to make that adjustment accordingly, especially after an injury. And so I would encourage anybody, whether they're doing personal training or coaching, or if they're in physical therapy after an injury to kind of find out, you know, how to problem solve that. That's where you can do it on your own, but using the guidance and help of a professional is definitely a a useful tool and will help you get back to um, what you want to be faster. Because if you're not Oh, this, every time I do this, this flares me up. Well, that uh-huh. equals a setback, right? So every time you do that, you're setting yourself back. That's not helping. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I love that because I talk about the show up muscle. And the thing is, is like, you can show up and not be doing the same as the next person. Like there's, there have been times where people just wanted so bad to get back into like my signature program community, but we, we knew we weren't ready yet for that. Mm -hmm. And so they literally would, I said, okay, come as a community 
because that helps your show up muscle. It helps with accountability. And I said, here's the thing we figured out with like prior with the help of their physical therapy exercises with, or even if they didn't have that to say like, okay, what is your body like? Let's do that. Every time you don't like, every time you don't know what to do, do that. Like that is good. That is a good exercise for your body. And then you can work on the community and the showing up and staying in the game. Um, I love that. Okay. So one thing that I was like, literally if on a one to 10 scale, my stress level (laughs) was at like a nine or 10, when I talked to you about like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to live the life I want to live, um, with, you know, recovering from the surgery or like, or not surgery. Oh, don't even say the word, Kirsten. Don't even say the word. Don't even. The deep, um, the deepest fears are coming out now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, I said it. <laughs> um, so anyway, if it was at a 10, you brought me back down to like a four, you and my spinal doc too, which you have like high regards for, and I have high regards for. And, um, it was this, like, I was so scared. She was going to say you like that come to Jesus moment. Like you need to change a lot of things about your life. And she did not say that that was not the message she gave me because well, I don't know why exactly, but I trust her. Oh, I and, can, yeah, yeah. And you said basically, like, I told you that, and you're like, yes, we want to. And I was, I'll let you take it because that's what I was scared about. And I wonder how many people maybe don't say it as overtly as me. Like, I was stressed about it. But then it's like, oh, no, you guys gave me my parameters. Um, which were a lot less than I thought. And I felt like, oh, I can do something. I can move my body. And I know how important and powerful it is for me. And honestly, anyone to do it some capacity. So why, why do you think, or why is it that it's like, they didn't tell me you need to just sit on your butt. Like, why is that the case? Or is that way too broad? No, that's that's a great question. The why is because it doesn't really help. Okay. So when people start eliminating and avoiding activities because of pain, it actually, so this gets really deep into the pain neuroscience stuff, but it actually teaches your brain that these things are bad and these things are good. So your brain starts to be conditioned to know when I do this, I'm going to hurt. And your brain wants to protect you. Your brain does not want you to hurt. Your brain is designed to keep us from hurting, right? Pain is bad. We don't want to hurt. And so it tries to expedite the process. And when it can make those connections, it'll, it'll stop us before we get there. Right. So Uh let's use really simple examples. Um, and I have too many of them, so I'm going to just pick one. Let's say every time you carry a laundry basket, your back hurts. Doesn't matter if it is overflowing or if you have four things in it. Every time you carry a laundry basket, you hurt because your brain has learned that carrying a laundry basket equals pain and you might hurt for days. It might just be awful. 
So mm-hmm. if we tell you, okay, well, you better not carry the laundry basket. That's going to be really bad. And we get you back to doing all these things and you're feeling better. And you think I'm going to carry the laundry basket today. Mm-hmm. Subconsciously, your brain can step in and be like, no, don't do mm-hmm. that. And all of a sudden your pain comes back. Now, that's a really, I don't know if that makes sense or not. I feel like when I okay. explained it, I was like, this makes sense in my brain. I don't feel like this is going to make sense to other people. <laughs> no, I do think it makes sense. Should we walk through? And I love how you explain that. Can we walk through one more example? Of course. Yeah. Okay. So you asked me this question. I don't know if you remember, but I ended up telling you it hurts for me to literally at the time. I'm doing much better now, but still, (laughs) um, at the time it hurt me to stand upright. Mm -hmm. It hurt me to stand upright. And so go ahead, walk me through the process of that. Cause you, you did just now, I felt like the same thing, like go through what our brain is doing and stuff. And you gave a perfect example when I said that to you. And so if you don't remember, I'll help you. Go ahead. Yeah. I actually don't remember. I want to say it was something like basically trying to just ease back into standing. I might've said that. I might've said something else. So So, you're not forcing yourself to stand for two hours, but know that standing for five minutes, is that actually causing damage to your back? No, it's not on a conscious level. You can say, no, I did not cause damage to the structures in my back. Mm -hmm. You feel the pain that part's real. Yeah. but you're not causing damage. And so you're actually mm. consciously, we're able to say to our pain, are we really in pain or are you just trying to protect me? Uh-huh. Both are good, uh-huh. but it's, it's kind of like acknowledging what your pain is telling you using pain as a symptom, but acknowledging what it's really telling you is, is yeah. kind of what you get to do. I don't know if that was what I told you or not, but yeah. <laughs> that was I mean- what came to mind. Right. No, that is perfect. I like that you said standing is not causing damage to my back and to like, what is it trying to tell me and to work your way back into it. You even said like to, to notice that like, okay, I'm starting to feel pain standing and realizing that, okay, I'm not doing damage. Like Ethan and I are just standing here talking. Like I don't need to like go lay down or whatever, but also respecting that to level up progressively because asking for a friend, I have this tendency to be like, get myself, you know, quote unquote healed better. And then I go back to this like 150%, you know, going like exactly at my highest point, just like, boom, right back into it. And I'm learning finally, thank goodness, uh, that, you know, to progress back in and to give myself some grace on that. And I modify, I have been modifying, I'm still doing some modifying even before I need it. Is that helpful Mm -hmm. for my brain or not helpful? No, that's helpful because what it can do by, by adding in those modifications, you're teaching your brain that there's certain things that you can do that are okay for it, for your body. So I usually get all of my patients on a a very super small walking program, like five minutes, like, Oh my gosh, what does five minutes even do? And I always tell people five minutes teaches your brain that you can walk. Mm -hmm. So, so it's, 
it, you're not really doing anything. A five minute walk is nothing, right? <laughs> it is something though. Yeah. So I don't want to, but, yeah. but it's teaching your brain that you can walk without pain. So it's the same thing. The modifications yep. are teaching your brain that you can do something without pain, hopefully. Right. Yeah. So we're trying to break up that loop. We're trying to yeah. take the overprotective brain and, and help it not be so sensitive. Mm-hmm. And, and then what it allows you to do then is it, it clears out space for things that do actually cause pain. So instead of okay. your brain overreacting to everything you're doing, every movement, it huh. really allows you to see what can I do and what things can't I do right now? What things do I need to wait on? So there might be, I mean, I can't guarantee it to everyone that, oh, you're going to get back to a hundred percent after an injury or after a surgery or after a, a setback, you might not yeah. be able to, unfortunately, but yeah. that doesn't mean you can't get back to something. And I think that's yeah. another really important thing to think about. And same with you, as you are kind of working through some of the healing, yeah. your goal is to get back to what you could do before. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, we keep, or fortunately, because cake is delicious, yeah. we keep having birthdays <laughs> yeah. and our bodies are responding to that too, a little bit. And yeah. so, and so we do need to adjust. Like, I mean, I used to be able to go run. I, I could barely train for a half marathon and just go yeah. run one. Right. If I did that now, I don't yeah. know. I would be having like hip surgery or something. <laughs> like, right. If here's a different way, let me reframe this for <laughs> us here, Katie, but like a different way of looking at it is yes, this is all true what you're saying. And, uh, we can, there's too great of a cost. We realize there's too great of a cost and we're not willing to do that cost before the cost we were willing to take that expense on our, um, body budget. Oh, wow. Wow. I can't believe I went there. <laughs> yes. That and our bodies just, I mean, the reality of it is, is our bodies yeah. responded better. I mean, you, yeah. when you're younger, you can do things and there's a lot of room for forgiveness. Right. And now, yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's just, your there's normal changes that your body is going to go through as you age. And you just have to yeah. kind of learn that that's an adjustment you have to make. Again, I can still yeah. run. Yeah. I absolutely. just need more time for training mm-hmm. or warm up and cool downs and yeah. stretching and, you know, things that I really did not bother with when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and then I would just encourage the same thing after an injury An injury is something new that you're adding into your body. A surgery is something mm-hmm. new. So you just need okay. to respect that and what your body mm-hmm. needs going forward. And then yeah. getting back to what you feel is acceptable for your body. And like you said, the cost, like, is it worth it? to push my body to some of these limits, or is it worth it to not and be able to do it longer? Yeah. And that's another thing that I'll tell people sometimes too, is, you know, it's, it's fine if you want to keep doing X, Y, and Z, sure. but you might not be able to do it forever then. So you can do it right now oh. and do it this way, or you could do it for a lot oh. longer. I can't guarantee forever and yeah. do it this way. So oh. you, you do give I think having a choice in the matter is helpful too, right? Like we're not telling you, you can't do something. Can't is a terrible word. Yeah. You know, insert a can. Okay. Yeah. You can walk instead of run or you can do kind of subbing out a can't for a can. What can you do instead that still makes you feel fulfilled and like you're doing what you want to do and and reaching towards your goals. And then you might find, oh my gosh. I reached my goal. It was not the timeline I wanted. This was me yeah. after my third baby. Uh-huh. It took me nine months to be able to yeah. run comfortably. Yeah. Nine months is a long time. But it took <laughs> but you I a little there. longer than nine months to grow that baby in your belly. 
So there we sure go. Did. Yep. Sure so, did. so yeah. So I think just, you know, when it comes to recovery, I think sometimes, and I'm very guilty of this too. So I can say this out loud. <laughs> we want to rush the process, mm-hmm. but we can learn a lot about ourselves and about our bodies when we take the time to learn through yeah. the process too, which is true of like anything, you know, like right. all of life Absolutely. can be summed up. In that. Exactly. Exactly. If we take the time to re- truly recover, we can really learn a lot of valuable lessons about ourselves that can be helpful as we continue forward and prevent uh, setbacks or flare-ups or whatever it is that we are trying to avoid. So, right. Awesome. Okay. I have two quick things that I want to ask you of. So this time I am trying to learn with your coaching and things like that. This time with the, the setback, I have really tapered or what did you call it earlier? I didn't go back to like, I graded my return better. So, um, I have been doing that because in what I've learned is the reason why it felt necessary is because when I'm doing it, I feel fine a lot of times, but Mm -hmm. then the next day, add a couple other things to the mix and then it's not, but I'm too far off the rails. So that's Mm -hmm. why like I needed, like basically explain to me how my body or brain or something needs a day to figure out if that was a good amount of whatever resistance or stress. Yep. So I usually use the idea of like, you know, delayed muscle on or delayed onset muscle soreness, right? right. That takes a day or two to right. come on and then go away. Yeah, that's true. So if you have that soreness, but then a few days later, you're better, you know, you didn't cause any damage. If okay. what you did persists, gets worse, you know, and I think that's the other thing too. It might not completely go away. You might be sore for a few days after you do something that really yeah. gets you. Um, but if it's gradually getting better too, so that's equally as important as you going back to your baseline. Okay. So that would be kind of how I would use that very, I don't so, even feel like you need to say much more, but it's um, just like paralleled with delayed onset muscle soreness. It's I, I use it as a comparison. Yeah. Like, really? okay. Yeah. And, and so if you're getting better or it's not worse, uh, after or, um, overall worse, so, oh, it's starting to get better. Or it completely goes away you're fine. You need to push a little bit to get better. You, you yeah. have to for anything yeah. without an injury, you know, you're going to have right. to be sore in order to make progress to some extent. Okay. It's just figuring yeah. out. And I think too, there's some value then in that graded those. If you think of that graded, like you did, I like the visual of the steps. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? If you go up a step and it was too high of a step, you can go down a step. You don't yeah. have to go all the way back to the bottom. Right. <laughs> so I like it. that's the benefit of the graded too, is that you're not trying to just like go all the way up to the top as fast as you can. And then having to go all the way back down to the bottom, Mm -hmm. you can be in the middle of that staircase and it might take you a while in the middle to get Mm -hmm. further forward, but at least you're not going all the way back down to the beginning. So it's a really great analogy actually. And that I'm going to use for a lot more things now. (laughs) Yay. Okay, good. And I feel like that is a really empowering note to leave on. So you answered both things in that one. Um, Great. Try to be a yes. <laughs> bonus points. Is there anything else that you wanted to say or leave us with though, that we didn't cover? No, I think that we covered a lot of stuff. And I think in a lot of cases, less is better because when we start overthinking things and worrying about what we're doing, just like your doctor said, no, don't stop what you're doing. Don't overthink this. 
just yeah. try to tune into how your body is responding to certain things. If you overdo it, take a few days to rest and give your body what it needs. And it should go back to where it needs to go. And if you do think you truly injured yourself, then that's when you need to go in and see somebody about it. Right, right. Um, but yeah, no, I think I don't want to even start talking too much more because then I'll just keep adding in more things we can talk about. So I think we covered what we need. So yeah, I think so. And um, this is probably going to come out in the middle of this next month's program. But what you just said there and remembering that our bodies, in my opinion, and you can say it a little differently if, if you disagree, but our bodies were and are made to move. And it might look different in different seasons and different times, but like knowing that it's just like peaceful for me, like mm-hmm. you were made for this, like you, that's the theme you are made for this. Like you're made for movement. You're made for nourishing your body. You're made for connection with other people and community. And so when we know that deep in our gut, we can replace, like you said earlier, replace the can't with can. I can't run right now, but I can walk or mm-hmm. whatever it is for you in your specific situation. So how do we move forward after a physical setback? We take it one step at a time. And if we have to go down one step, cool. We're not going to fall all the way down the steps. Exactly. Exactly. Don't That's go all awesome. the way back to the bottom of the staircase, especially if it's a long one. <laughs> Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you, Katie, for your time, your expertise. You are amazing. Um, If people want to reach out to you, they can go to my website. I have like a special link for Katie just because she's so awesome. Uh, But also, is there any way that you want people to reach out and connect with you? Um, That's probably the easiest way. I mean, I can throw my email out which is Katie, K-A-T-I-E, May, M-A-E, 84 at gmail.com. That's probably the best. Good. Yay. Well, thank you, Katie. We'll put put your email and the link that you have, like your own little page on my website, livefitnessinspired.com. We'll put that direct link in the description so people can get to that. And we want to hear what resonated with you because I have like two pages of notes um, from this talk that you were just like, yes, that I wanted to remember. And so it really is helpful for me and for Katie to, to know what resonated with you and what's helping you. Sounds awesome. great. Well, have a great day. Thank you. Thanks Woo-hoo. Kirsten. Have a good one. Bye. You rock. This episode was gold for me and I hope you got some great nuggets from it too. Let me know what resonated with you. You can contact me you know, through my website, livefitnessinspired.com or through Instagram in the DMs and we'll have a chat there too. I wanted to share with you what's hot right now around Fitness Inspired. Hopefully the weather is, right? <laughs> um, so yes, I did go ahead and revamp our physical therapy resource page we mentioned it at the end of this episode. It's livefitnessinspired.com slash PT. And Katie is on there with some different articles and all of her podcast episodes. You can get there. Um, you can get from there as well. Okay, sweet. Also, we are rocking. Do you know what the theme is for this month? 
made for this in our signature program um, where we are teaching live every weekday, Monday through Friday, not to mention that we have a workout library, nutritional challenges, and community and coaching that will get you the support you need. If you want to level up your health and fitness in June, reach out today. I want to hear from you. It's livefitnessinspired.com slash hey. Hey, like H-E-Y, hey. All right, so speaking of hay, let's get outside. Let's make hay when the sun is shining. Is that how the saying goes? I think it's a farming quote. Anyway, uh, get outside. And if you happen to live in the Grand Rapids area, check out our neighborhood. Um, myself and two other of my, my neighbors, we put on, with lots of help from our neighborhood, a 5K or one miler complete with a silly string start. Okay, that you can find that at livefitnessinspired.com. You know that first part right by now, slash ADA, A-D-A. All right, have a great day. Let me know what you loved about this episode. Woo, woo, oh yeah, you did it. This has been another episode of the Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. I think you know already that I love, love, love helping people just like you become stronger, brighter, bolder versions of yourself. I see something in you that maybe you don't even see yet. Okay? So I just want you to like soak that in and receive it and be like, yes, yes, she's talking to me. I can't wait to warm up with you with a little fitness inspired warm up on Friday to get your blood pumping and do a victory lap on your week. Let's finish with this amazing song by Kaylee Joy. And the intro song is her amazing work as well. So woo woo, let's do this thing. I love the sentiment of this song and I hope you enjoy it too. Again, thank you for being here. You listening, you sharing your story, being a part of this community, sharing episodes with friends, sharing this podcast with friends. It just makes a world of difference and allows this to happen. So get it, get it. Have a great day and enjoy the song.
But it turns out that you want it.